If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. Welcome back to another episode of Player Performance. I am J.A. Cavalier. We're going to get you set up here for NFL Week 10. All you need to know to beat the book. But first, let's recap Week 9 with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. Here's your NFL Week 9 recap. The Steelers had the refs in the bag. Questionable calls all night to lead to a loss for the Bears. Now, Derrick Henry won't be an issue for Tennessee after hammering the Rams. Maybe Kyler Murray is overrated because Colt McCoy led the cards to a 31-burger and win over San Fran. Jordan Love didn't love his debut or his mom's seats at Arrowhead against KC. In the Garbage Bowl, the Dolphins hardly knocked off the Texans. A bolt of luck helped the Chargers slide by the Eagles in Philly. Mike White looked like a sheet early against Indy and couldn't follow up on the legendary performance. The Raiders have so many issues, it really isn't a joking matter. Losing to the Giants is, though. Matt Ryan looked like vintage Matty Ice, with the Saints coming at him from every angle. Are you sitting? The Bills lost to the Jags. No, this isn't 2006. Baker is free of OBJ, and his passing game went right through the roof to tank Burroughs Bengals. This week, the Panthers submitted their two-week notice from the league after another loss. Jerry Jones is checking to see if Henry Ruggs can play for him next week after being crushed by Denver. Don't ever say Lamar can't make a comeback. He's becoming the king with another upset victory. That's your NFL Week 9 recap. So this player's performance was not up to par last week. We did, however, cash in with our top play. That was the Los Angeles Chargers beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Top plays on this show this season, 8-1 overall. Could be worse, right? And I'm going to say this one thing right now. Full transparency, I absolutely love the card this week. All six of these plays that I'm about to release are big plays. I love the card. I am all over this card. I actually already locked in all six of these plays myself. So here you have it. We are locked. We are loaded. We are ready to roll right into NFL Week 10. Falcons at Cowboys. Cowboys laying nine. The total here is set at 54 and a half. Yeah, we all knew at some point the Cowboys were going to come out and lay an egg. I mean, last week was that egg for the Dallas Cowboys, and it really was the perfect spot. Dak coming off an injury, didn't practice at all, going against a good pass defense for the Denver Broncos, and you see it every week, a good team losing to a team that we feel is inferior. If the haves just went out and beat up the have-nots week after week, shows like this would carry zero weight. It's a week-to-week league, and the other guys get paid too. The Saints beating the Bucks, the Jaguars beating the Bills. What matters is what a team does after a loss like that. Now, do I believe the Cowboys rebound this week? Yeah, I do. But do I want to lay 10 points in this spot? Not against an Atlanta Falcon team that can put points on the board. I do, however, love the Cowboys team total. It's set at 31 right now, and I believe they pour it on here this week. This is a get-right spot for Dak Prescott going against the 28th-ranked scoring defense. Dak had opportunities down the field last week. He was just a tad bit off, but receivers were streaking open in the secondary. This week, it gets a little easier, and things should open up. Remember, Dallas had to all but abandon the run game last week. Don't see that happening here. Not against the 24th-ranked run defense. Pound the ball inside with Zeke. 
get Pollard on the edges. Once they establish the run, the field's going to open up. The Cowboys also get Michael Gallup back this week. I mean, so think about the receiving core the Falcons have to face. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson would be a one on some teams, maybe a two on others. He's fourth on the Cowboys' depth chart. I love this team total for Dallas here this week. In the four games before Dak Prescott's injury, Dallas was averaging 39 points per game. Give me the Dallas Cowboy team total over 31. Browns at Patriots. Patriots laying one and a half. The total here is set at 45. I like the Browns in this spot. Last week felt like an aha moment for the Cleveland Browns. Came out, rolled the Bengals. The win followed what I feel is or maybe should be the Browns script. Keep it simple, stupid. Run the football, play solid defense. More important, don't let Baker Mayfield do too much. Last week, defense got turnovers. The Browns ran the ball for 153 yards. Mayfield's passing was limited. Threw the ball just 21 times, completing 14 of them. Remember, Baker needs to throw off play action. Baker needs to stay in the pocket. The last thing you want is Baker running around trying to improvise. No bueno. That's when things get bad for the Cleveland Browns. I do think the Browns can repeat in this spot. For all the talk of the Patriots' defense, their run defense is mediocre at best. They rank just 15th in the league. A couple weeks back, the Patriots gave up 163 rushing yards to the Chargers. Even the Jets ran up 152. Running the ball allows Cleveland to do a couple things. One, you keep the ball away from Mac Jones and the Patriot offense. The Browns are 7th in time of possession. Two, it shortens the game. A team typically gets 11 possessions in a game. When you run the ball with success, you eliminate one or two possessions. And three, it allows Cleveland to keep the game close. And remember, Mac Jones is just one in three in one possession games. That one win was a comeback win against the Houston Texans. Cleveland's five and one against the spread last six on the road, which makes perfect sense. We all know what travels well in the NFL. Good coaching, defense, and a running game. The Browns have all three. We know Stefanski is a great coach. The defense is third in total yards, also ranked third against the run. And if New England can't run, they have no shot in this game. And to be honest, I actually don't believe they have a shot in this game to begin with. Give me Cleveland. The Browns win this game outright. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His pro football triple crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers pro football triple crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Jaguars at Colts. Colts are laying 10. The total here is set at 47 and a half. So for all the trash talking about Urban Meyer, he has this team at 2-6, and six, coming off an outright win over the Buffalo Bills. Now look, 2-6 and six isn't impressive, but it is when you look at the team talent. This is also being done without their two most explosive players. Playing all season without DJ Chalk and Travis Etienne, I argue this is the worst roster in the NFL offensively. Robinson's a good running back, but outside of that, there's really nothing there. So obviously I think the Colts get the dub this week. But I'm not in love with laying the double digits. If forced, I would lean Colts. Certainly find some teasers for Indianapolis this week. What I do love here in this spot is the over 47 and a half. This Colts offense is finally finding their groove. They've scored 31, 30, 34, and 45 last four weeks. Jonathan Taylor is elite, hands down, top five. Outside of the defense performance last week, the Jaguars can't stop anything. 26 scoring defense. They also allow six most passing yards in the league. 
Wentz should have a nice, comfortable, clean pocket. T.Y. Hilton back in the lineup. Another weapon for Wentz to go along with Jonathan Taylor, Hines, Pittman, and Mo Alley-Cox. Mo Alley-Cox may be the best tight end no one talks about. Colts should easily hit 30 in this spot. I can certainly see Jaguars adding another 20. Jacksonville will have opportunities down the field. The Colts secondary is bad. I mean, at full strength. But Blackman's out. Xavier Rhodes questionable. They allow 260 yards per game through the air. In the last two games, seven passing touchdowns. Four of those were to the Jets. Actually, to the Jets' third string. The overs hit in five of Indy's last six games. We look to make it six of last seven. Give me the Jaguars-Colts over the posted total. Lions at Steelers. Steelers are laying nine. The total here is set at 42 and a half. So Big Ben's been playing most of this season pretty much in cement shoes. I mean, seriously, the guy is stuck in a turf. He can't run. He can't move around in the pocket. It's actually killing the Steelers. And listen, even when Ben was at his best, it was never pretty. But what made him so good, he was impossible to bring down. He bought time for his receivers to get open down the field. And he had the arm strength to launch these bombs. But the arm strength's no longer there, and he just drops to the turf whenever he feels pressure. Roethlisberger has played one too many downs in the NFL. It's time for him to hang it up. It's actually sad. It's like watching a great fighter who's taken one too many hits. I can't help but lean Detroit in this spot. Pittsburgh barely beat a bad Chicago team on Monday night. Are the Lions really that much worse? Are they that far off from Chicago? The last three Steeler wins have come by five points or less. Big Ben currently ranks second to last in completed air yards per pass. Each completed pass is only going for 4.4 yards. He's getting about two and a half seconds in the pocket per pass. That ranks last in the NFL. It's impossible to push the ball down the field when you're under so much pressure. The Steelers are beating teams by a thousand cuts, not by massive blows, and that doesn't bode well when you have to cover a nine-point spread. The Lions are also coming off a bye week. Plenty of time to adjust. Now, Dan Campbell hasn't proven himself to be a winner just yet, but he has proven to be a leader of men, and we know the Lions are going to fight to the end, which is great to, for a team that's in a spot like this, catching better than a touchdown. The Steelers are always going to leave the back door open. We've seen that on Monday night. The Steelers have covered just two of their last seven games, 0-3 against the spread this year, when laying five and a half or more. The Steelers win this game, but the Detroit Lions cover the spread. Give me the Lions plus the nine. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His Pro Football Triple Crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Eagles at Broncos. Broncos are laying two and a half. The total here is set at 44 and a half. So someone's going to have to explain this line to me. In Dallas, Denver not only beats the Cowboys, but dominated both sides of the ball. The Eagles lose at home and somehow the line is only two and a half. Vegas thinks on a neutral field, the Eagles are actually better than this Bronco team. Of the two offenses, I would say Philly probably has a little bit more firepower. But the best unit in this game, and it's not even close, is the Denver defense. I don't like the game either way. Would probably lean Broncos' money line. What I do like in this game is under the posted total. I'm going under the 45 and a half. Denver's 30 points against Dallas last week. It's not going to happen again. It's the exception, not the rule. That's just not how the Broncos' offense is built. 
In the Broncos' previous five games, they've scored 17, 14, 24, 19, and 7 points. Denver is a dink and dunk offense. And who better to dink and dunk than Teddy Bridgewater, right? The Eagles aren't an offensive powerhouse either. Jalen Hurts is not going to light up the scoreboard. They ran for 176 yards last week, but that was against the Chargers. Everyone runs on L.A. Worst run defense in the league. Not going to be so easy this week against the sixth best run defense. If they can't run, they struggle to move the ball. Jalen Hurts may be the worst pocket passing quarterback I've ever seen. Now, I'm not saying he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. I actually like Hurts. I'm talking about standing in the pocket, picking a part of defense, making plays down the field. Hurts can't do it. Couldn't do it at Bama. Couldn't do it at Oklahoma. And he's not doing it now that he's in Philly. And that's what he's going to be forced to do to move the ball this weekend. And I just don't see it happening. Two weak offenses, one very good defense. Give me the under. Way under the posted total of 44 and a half. Vikings at Chargers. The Chargers are laying three. The total here is set at 53. And I leaned over the posted total in this spot, mainly due to defense, or I should say lack of defense. The Chargers have the worst run defense in the league. They give up 162 yards per game on the ground, and Dalvin Cook should have himself a day. He's eighth in the league in rushing right now, expecting to jump up a couple spots. And to make things worse, the Chargers' secondary is banged up. Corners Asante Samuel and Michael Davis both questionable. The Vikings had success last week. Actually, they dominated most of the game before losing in overtime. And I think that was the first game that I watched Minnesota play in where they actually made it a point to get Justin Jefferson involved. Pretty disappointing start to the season after such a ridiculous rookie campaign. Last year, he looked like the steal of the draft. It's not his fault, obviously. He can't catch what isn't thrown to him. So I guess once again, all the blame falls on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins. But Jefferson has 26 receptions last five games. That's not going to cut it. Not when you have a kid that talented. You would think that this is a great spot for him to shine. And though you don't look at their offense as elite, they do, however, move the ball. Ninth in rushing, 11th in passing. They just haven't been able to finish drives. On the other side for the Chargers, you almost forget how good the offense is because the defense is so bad. Justin Herbert was just in MVP conversations. The passing game is still fifth in the league, and Austin Eckler is about as good as it gets when you talk about all-purpose backs. You have two offenses with a lot of firepower. I don't see either of these defenses digging in this week. 53 is a big number, but this one flies over the posted total. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. That's right. Get to whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Something for everyone on whylose.com. It's not just the NFL. You have college football, NBA, college basketball, NHL, Literally something for everyone on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Be sure to subscribe and like. Appreciation is always appreciated. Pick up the Pro Football Triple Crown this week. Three max bets for Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays. One week, $99. Must go 3-0 or the entire season free. Link in the description below. Well, that's it for NFL Week 10. I will see you guys back here next week with NFL Week 11. All you need to know to beat the books. I am Jay Cavalier. See you guys back here next week. But until then, remember that with your head, not above it. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com.